Welcome to episode 67 of the Courtside Indiana podcast. We are 67 episodes in. I never thought we'd get that far, Zach. Um, joined as always, yeah, joined each week, joined as always <laughs> as we are each week with Zach Tyler. And uh, also Chris Spillman, who is uh, getting a chance to watch a lot of, uh, a lot of weekend tournaments for us. And uh, when, it's not, when it's wrapped around his volleyball schedule. So, Chris, thanks for joining us. Yep, no and problem. Zach, how was your week, man? Uh, Without so- using the word girl soccer. Oh, crud. Ah, see. Busy. <laughs> Busy. We have, state, we have state testing. I learns going on at, at school, so we've got that junk going on. Yeah. The um, – is that – yeah, I don't know. You know, when you don't have kids, you don't – I'm not up to date on the whole the whole testing stuff, but – is that just elementary school or what is that? Uh, I'm not, I, th- I learn, I believe is just elementary school. I'm not sure what they do at high school. Okay. It probably hasn't changed a whole lot maybe lately, but similar to I step, but yeah. Yeah. Well, we are going to, obviously after we do the recruiting updates, Chris is going to talk to us about some of the guys he's seen the last couple of weeks and uh, in, in some AAU tournament action. And, and then we are going to that, – that'll be it for this one. So it'll be a normal pod. But we've got a lot more recruiting action here going on, and a lot of it's fallen here in the last, what, half hour to 45 minutes as we record at uh, – what time is it? 9.30 on a Monday night. So, Zach, go ahead and get us up to date, and yeah. we'll get going. All right. Uh, Connor Asijan from Central Noble just picked up a Belmont offer tonight. Uh, and Jalen Washington – from Gary Westside, also picked up an offer tonight. His was from Oklahoma. Uh, Sean Black from Warren Central, uh, Iowa Western offer. Ahmad Gerard, um, Coastal Carolina offer. See, I'm skipping between commitments and offers here. I'll get the commitments in a second. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Christian Nunn from Liberty Christian, a Trinity International offer. Braden Shrewsbury, St. Joe's offer. Uh, Tayshawn Comer, Purdue Fort Wayne offer. Ryan Conwell, offered by Bethel. Joey Brown, a Louisiana State offer. He's from North Central. Jalen Jackson also got a Purdue Fort Wayne offer from uh, Fort Wayne Carroll. Peter Suter, a uh, Bellarmine offer. Uh, Nate Oakley had a couple offers. He's from Lake Central up here by me, a St. Ambrose and the Graceland offer. Those are both NAI offers. And then commitments, we had Reggie Abram from uh, Hammond and going to Incarnate Word. Brian Waddell is going to Purdue. Uh, Carter Stoltzfus from Northridge is committed to Grace. Joey Bamba from Bloomington South going to Indy, And then Aiden Boer is going to Carnegie Mellon, I believe is how you say that. Isn't it Carnegie Mellon? Carnegie Mellon, Mellon, I don't know. Yeah, Carnegie Mellon, I think is All how right. you say that. I don't think it's changed. I'm trying to get to Comer's offers. So Tayshawn Comer picks up another mid-major offer. He's got Ball State, IUPUI, Miami of Ohio, and then Purdue Fort Wayne. So the Purdue Fort Wayne was the most recent one, correct? Yeah. That's what we're saying. Um, yeah, you know, the Waddell thing, we you know, we touched on this last week. Obviously, I mean, Carmel situation. I, I'm excited for him. He gets to definitely go play where his, his father played. Um, I think he's that borderline kid that 
someone asked me how I thought he would do or what I thought about his commitment. I said, he'd be one of those kids that could go to a high major school and, and maybe end up transferring for a bigger role somewhere else. Or, you know, he could end up, or he'd be that kid that went to a mid major blew up and then transferred up into a high major. Of course, he could also be that kid that goes to Purdue and, and starts to really get stronger. And, and I think there's going to be a red shirt year involved with him as, as, as I understand it. And, that extra year of strength development will go a long way for him. And, you know, really he's, he's, um, he's been a late blooming kid, especially physically, like in terms of just putting on muscle, putting on weight. And, and that's just obviously something he's going to need to be successful in the big 10. I mean, anybody that goes to the big 10 is going to need that, but, but um, I mean, he, he's just a thin kid. And even, even at the three, where he, he does have a length advantage, there, there's going to be situations where his strength will be a disadvantage. So that's something he's going to have to, something he's going to have to overcome. And Purdue Fort Wayne was busy this week offering point guards, right? Jalen Jackson from Carroll and then Comer, as yep. I mentioned earlier. Yep. Uh, one, one that came across that we didn't, we hadn't added yet was Braden Smith from Westfield was offered by Purdue this week. And for me, that's something we've talked a lot about is just a no brain to me. I think the kid's a high major. Yeah. Um, I, I think if, you know, if you're a school that's clamming for one of the top four or five point guards in the country, you know, definite five-star, maybe a kid that's going to possibly leave college early maybe you go that direction. But if you're looking for a kid that's going to be in college for four years and, and lead your team, I mean, Braden's to me, it's just a no brainer. I, I love his length. Um, his, I think his shooting is, is propelled him is, is what will differentiate and his length too is what will differentiate him from Leland Walker and, and Tayshaun Comer and I think that's I mean, he's always been a better shooter than those guys at least mechanically um, but athletically he's starting to get to the point where he's, he's closing the gap especially on Leland um, you know, I mean Leland will always be more athletic but but he's closing the gap on Leland and his just his offensive prowess his, his vision. I've always touted his vision as being the best in the class and his shooting has just gotten to the point where he's, he's a threat from everywhere on the floor. And so, um, you know, produce the first high major to step up and I, 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 there's no way they'll be their last. So any of those others stand out, either one of you guys, something that caught your eye. Um, and Chris, Ma- you're free to chime in too if you want. Yeah, I think Ahmad Gerard's uh, getting, these offers coming in for him are are nice to see. He seems to be having a good AU season so far. Yeah, well, Joey Brown, Joey Brown, and Ahmad Gerard. I saw them both at the Pangos tournament. Both of them, Joey Brown looked really good driving the ball, and he got some nice putbacks too. And Gerard had a four point play game winner too and he's he's got a great looking shot he's he's gonna be a good player the, the thing with Gerard is when he's locked in he's he's got a chance to be certainly a plus defender but then also a lockdown defender he's got a he's he's strong um ex- extremely quick laterally and and there's times where he's not as engaged as he needs to be on the defensive end of the floor and that you know that's something that you know I don't know 
how deep that goes. I mean, I've seen him play a little bit this summer. I watched him play this past weekend down at Louisville. Uh, I thought he played hard there. There were a couple of games this during the school season where I thought he was a little disinterested on that end of the floor, but but he definitely has some defensive potential, and he, he's a kid that um, excuse me, he's a kid that you know can be an effective two way player. Um, yeah, Chris Joey Brown is that's a kid that's really come on, and and I love what's what's really improved most about him lately. You know, aside from typical things like skill set, and he's he's certainly grown, but his motor's gotten a lot better. He just plays harder, more consistently. And, you know, that's going to be – he's he's really stepping up as being one of the better kids in that class. And, um, you know, it really – in a class that, other than Jalen Hooks, I don't know that there's anybody that I – anybody else in that class that I look at as a, as a can't-miss kid. And I don't – not sure how I feel about the Booker offers, some of the stuff that he's gotten yet. Definitely need to see him play harder more. Um, but that's something that Joey Brown has figured out lately. And I'm, I love how he attacks the, the offensive glass. So um, Joey Bomba is a guy that I love that commitment to Indianapolis. I think he's going to bring a lot to them offensively as he starts to work his way into rotations. It's um, a kid that had a tremendous senior year. I think that maybe even exceeded what they thought he would do statistically. Uh, and, and had to if Connor Hickman was going to be out. But um, glad to see that for both Joey and for Indianapolis. And then Ryan Conwell, you know, just I'm anxious to see what some of these D2 and and lower D1 schools don't like about him because the kid is consistently Pike's go-to guy and, and a guy that handles the ball a lot for them. And, and oftentimes, as good as J.J. Loudon is defensively, you know, with the schedule that Pike plays, Conwell's always guarding somebody really good. I mean, he's always guarding. I mean, he's, he's guarding a lot of guys that are potential D1 players. So on their schedule. And so to me, defensively, he's he's right there. Offensively, I don't, I don't know if that's something that worries him. But, I mean, he's been really good at the times I've seen him play. Um, but um, – you know, he just seems to not be getting those types of offers yet, at least. So anything else before we before we turn it over to Chris for a little bit? Uh, I thought that St. Joe's was smart to offer Braden Shrewsbury because I believe St. Joe's is in Pennsylvania. I believe. Yeah, this one is. Um, yeah. Yeah. But he's but he's I mean, he can he can fill it. I saw him two, three weekends ago. Um and, I mean, he can fill it up from three really quickly. There was a stretch where he hit four threes in a row within, like, a 40-second span. Um, and he, he's kind of like a streaky shooter, but I think that he has a lot of potential and he'll keep growing, too. That's, he needs to add on a little bit of muscle, but I think that I think that's a good early offer for, for St. Joe's and for him. So. Are we, Zach, are we surprised that his dad wasn't the first one to offer him? <laughs> I think dad can probably wait a little while for Is that. Is he going to hold that against him? I think yeah. we should be on the uh, – <laughs> Braden should clo- should lock out his dad's in yep. recruiting from now on. Yep, block him on Twitter and everything. That's right. No more, don't follow Penn State, nothing, right? <laughs> haters. Yep. <laughs> Doing it for the haters. Um, you know, obviously those who missed that is Micah Shrewsbury, his father was a longtime assistant at – at Butler, an assistant under Brad Stevens at Boston and the Celtics, and 
uh, took a job at Purdue for Painter and, and then has since become Penn State's head coach. So um, Mike is, is going to definitely finish out this, this summer, you know, playing for Indiana Elite. He's going to finish out the school year at West Lafayette. Be curious to see what happens next spring and summer. Um, but I don't, I don't know if they intend on – I don't know what they're going to do. I, something I can ask Mike if they intend on keeping – Braden at West Lafayette or, or moving him out there. It would just be for a year, um, you know, before Braden would go to college. So, it would, no, it would be two years, he's, wouldn't it? Yeah, he's a 23. Yeah. yeah, it would be two years, yeah. So that's probably a bit much. Well, it's a little bit different when it's two years. But, yeah, I was uh, – I mean, look, Mike is going to be one of those guys that treads lightly when recruiting his own kid. You know, he's not going to want to make it seem like he's just offering because it's his kid. But something tells me Braden's going to end up at Penn State before this is all said and done. So, and especially if, as Chris says, he can get bigger. So, Zach, anything before we move on? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I nothing mean, stands out. I mean, no, I mean Jalen Jackson's getting more D1 looks now. Yeah, that... so. yeah, Jackson, my fault. I was, my eyes skipped up to, to Washington. Yeah, Connor, Connor Seijan's getting his stuff getting more of what he's got, which is always good. Yeah. Um, any of these, any of these lower level, these non D one commitments, like the Boer kid, for example, knowing his dad a little bit, knowing the kid a little bit, we knew he was going to go to a high academics. That was discussed at the end of the year. Uh, when, when I was at their, actually at their senior night and his dad said that he was going to, the schools he was choosing from were all, high academic schools and, and Carnegie Mellon certainly one of those, but anything, anything stand out in the commits Zach that uh, other than my view of. Right. Right. I, never, I didn't of, get of what else. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see Reggie Abram this year because he was hurt when I watched right. them. So, I mean, I don't know if he had any other interest other than the incarnate world and Carson Cunningham. Um, uh, but I mean, that's a D1 offer and a D1 commit. So that's definitely good for him. Uh, the Carter Stolzis from Northridge to Grace. I mean, that's a prototypical crossroads league guard, I feel like, in my opinion. Yeah. It's hard nose, going to get after you on both ends of the floor. And can he play both guard spots? Work his tail off. Uh, I think he's probably more of a two. More of a two. I've not seen enough of him. So to, I mean, Especially I asked that legit. I asked we'll that. See legitimately ignorant not even just fishing for an eval you know just right right so he could he could maybe be a combo guard i'm not sure what grace has coming back this year and what they're doing well, they don't have matt jennings coming back so seniors right <laughs> my guy matt he's gonna coach he doesn't realize it yet but he's gonna be a basketball coach someday so he can deny it all he wants but it's gonna happen so i mean they have Bryson Graver coming in, so I'm not sure they're going to need him need Carter to play the one. That's true. That's true. Um, all right, Chris, what um, you you got a chance to see some AAU action, especially this past weekend. Um, you were at the Made Hoop event, the Made Hoops event at uh, Westfield at Grand Park, primarily, um, and then wherever you were the week before. What just in the looking at maybe three kids in each class, each incoming high school class, as far as 
incoming seniors, incoming juniors, and incoming sophomores primarily. Uh, what, what, what are maybe three kids in each class that stood out to you or, or however you want to handle that? Yeah, so I'll start, start with, with start with the, yeah start with incoming seniors if you don't mind. Okay, incoming seniors, gotcha. Yeah, so um, the first the first guy senior wise that I was impressed with was Colin Comer, who's a six four six three guard from Greensburg. Um, I mean, he played on the bench most of the first. He's on D one Indiana, by the way. Um, but the first half of the game I was watching, they're playing a team from New York, I believe. Um, but he. He wasn't necessarily, you know, in the game much. And then he goes in in the second half and just made a bunch of, like, diving for loose balls, getting some steals, drew some fouls, got a bunch of steals, I mean, a bunch. Um, and he even got himself open and hit a couple threes in that game. Um, had a had a very nice dunk, too. I didn't think he was very athletic when I saw him either. So I saw him do that, and I was impressed. But he also made some great passes, too, and he – I mean, he was a big standout, and I was not really expecting that from him. Um, and that same team, Chandler Jackson, his three is looking better than I've seen it before. I mean, it's quicker than I, it was during the high school season when I saw it. Um, I mean, he's he's. I don't know if you classify him as a D one guy, but I think that he the potential is there because he's. I feel like he could play shooting guard in college if he wanted to because he's kind of in that more like point forward type, if not more of a wing. Um, but yeah, but his, his three looked great. And I mean, he's really athletic and his ball handling looked a lot better in this game too, that I watched. Um, and then, and then I saw, um, and I'll, Ahmad Gerard, who just got that offer. I watched his game where he had a four point play for a buzzer beater. Um, you know, his jump shots really quick and really, really accurate. He's, had some incredible finishes in that game. He, I mean, he's, he's, he makes winning plays. And like you said, there are some times where he was a little lazy on defense, but when he really, you know, gets, gets after it, which you can tell when he does, because he, he really looks like a possibly high major guy when he's really in the game. So, so yeah, so that is the three 2022 guys. With, with, um, with Jackson, what did you think? He's a kid that I've liked a lot. He's he's been the one versatile player for for Warren the last three years, really. Well, the last two years, um, you know, he's going to be, you know, he'll have a bigger role next year, especially as they've they basically graduate black and and um, you know they you know, they they graduate a lot, so Malik Stanley and even McNary. So it's going to be him and and Tay Davis and, and any of those younger guys that get a chance to step up. So what did you think of him defensively? Were they playing anybody where he got a chance to guard somebody of quality or, or how did that look? Yeah, that, that team was more big, heavy, um, but he's still, their guards weren't bad. I wouldn't say, um, but I mean, he, he got, I believe I wrote down. Yeah. He got, I think two blocks. I'm pretty sure is what I wrote down. Um, and I mean, they weren't like, you know, wow types of blocks, you know, but they, I mean, he's pretty active defensively. He did have one steal and got a dunk on the other end. Um, So yeah, he's not like, I wouldn't say like a complete standout defender, but he's, I mean, I mean, good, good, good enough. I'd say Um, if not, so yeah, but I think that, I mean, in talking about that, I think he has 
if he can keep improving defensively, he definitely has high three and three and D type of guy potential, especially with that size. He could be really good in college um, yeah. with that. Time. To me, he's a kid. Zach, have you seen him play? I haven't. No. Yeah. He's, he is, um, he's one of my favorite kids in that class. And I mean, I, I still see him more as a possible, as like, like more of a D2 guy. Um, Cause I wonder, I mean, if you're at the D, if you're like at the like the Ohio Valley level or Horizon League, and, and you're thinking he can come in and definitely guard threes, then you're you're going to take it. You know, that's a good chance to take on him because I think he rebounds his position well and he definitely shoots it well. So, um, anybody from Northern Indiana before you move on, like anybody from Northern or like, I guess Comer qualifies as Southern Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe. But Not anybody sure. from anybody from Northern Indiana that that struck you know, that caught your eye in that class? I'm pretty. Well, I mean, <laughs> Fletcher Lawyer. Um, you know, that's yeah. kind of a gimme. Yeah, I anybody saw. that's anybody that's not committed, <laughs> I guess we should go. Yeah, I, I guess I, I should I should say when when we were swapping ideas on how to organize Chris's notes, it was more along the lines of guys he hadn't seen much of or maybe even seen at all. So. I don't. Yeah, Fletcher Lawyer probably doesn't qualify on that note, but I didn't, but I, think, I, I didn't see too many up north guys um, in the 2022. I did more yeah. on the other, but yeah. But there, a lot of the teams from more central Indiana, southern Indiana based that I saw. Um, so yeah. Okay. Well, hop. Yeah. So go hop down the class of 2023. Who were, who were some of the guys there that you got a chance to see? The the three guys that stood out, and then maybe we'll see if we can't drag some other parts of the state in here too. Yep, so I'll start with um, Landon Beagle, who's a 6'4 guard from Oak Hill, who I believe averaged something like 18 points per game in the high school season. Um, But he, I mean, he's a really streaky shooter. He, he, him and Spencer White, who's a 6'4, 6'5 guard from Carmel, um, those two basically willed their team back into the game with their shooting. And I didn't realize Spencer White could shoot that well. Um, or at least get high because he was more of a like a defense oriented guy to me. Um, but Beagle, he was he kind of he didn't really he wasn't really necessarily a streaky shooter, but he was he kind of was pretty good the entire game. Um, and his shot was really quick too, and and I think that he that shot looked so good to me that I think like that could that could be something that could get some colleges interested. But yeah, but he um, defensively nothing really stood out. Um, but, I mean, he had some dribble moves to get open, too. He had a nice pull-up jump shot over, I believe, a taller defender in that game, too. So, yeah, but Beagle, definitely going to be probably the best player for Oak Hill next season, I'd guess. Um, and White, White's probably going to have an increased role in Carmel's offense, I would assume. Um, yeah, yeah, Spencer's got a chance to start at Carmel next year. Um, you know, we grad – we – God dang it. Carmel graduates, you know – three seniors, two starters, obviously. Um, and then they've got, uh, you know, they still got a lot of guys. I think next year will be deep. It'll be a deep team. And, and Spencer definitely has a chance. And, and the Beagle kid, what you're basically, what you're telling me is, I mean, Landon had a good weekend the weekend before. Basically what you're, you probably saw these, the, the team T game. Yeah. Right. On, on Sunday. And, and especially the second half of that game, when both those guys, those guys scored a combined 21 points in the second half of that game. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, I mean, you watched us come back from 15 down to win by eight. So, mm-hmm. um, 
we, we kind of caught fire that second half, which, and both those guys were key, but any, who else in that class caught your eye in, in the last? Yeah. Couple of I'll go, I'll go a guy that had a lot of, has a lot of potential. Um, he's pretty rusty, but David Merriweather from yeah. Indy Metro, I saw him in that game as well, but I mean, that guy has unreal size. I mean, he's very, very large. Um, but he, yeah, yeah, he had, he had a couple. I mean, he ran the floor better than I expected. He had a couple nice blocks in that game. Um, and I mean, his mobility for his size, he's kind of, like I said, kind of a unique frame because he's not only super tall, but also not like he's muscular too. Like he's not lanky or anything like that. Um, but he, his mobility to get up and down the floor was surprising to me. Um, and then from that game as well, I had quite a lot of notes from that game. Shane Spear, you know, he, He's, you know, he's mainly um, like a very streaky shooter. Um, and I saw, I saw him against Zionsville and Kokomo, and he hit four threes in the first quarter in that game. Because he's kind of a guy that you know, you you look because he's not, he's more of like kind of a football player type of size, and he's not very tall. I mean, like he's not going to be when you just look at him, he's not going to be your top priority defensively. But his shot, I mean. Especially if Bobby Wanell follows his dad to Taylor, he's probably going to have to be the first option for Kokomo this year. Um, yeah, Bobby and, is, by the way, following his dad to Taylor. Yeah. So, and, and Shane does play football. So, oh, he does. Well, yeah, exactly. yeah. So, so then in that game, so in there, you saw the first half of that game, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, yeah, the Taylor. Two halves, two halves, so. It really was. It really was, and that was. Um, anybody else before I throw in some a Merriweather note? Oh uh, no, you can go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, Merriweather's a guy that's kind of come out of nowhere. He was at Riverside as a freshman, played some, did not finish the school year, and then this year ended up at Indy Met. And I think the thing that's with him is he is a very large human being, that's for sure. He's about 6'9", 6'10", um, and, and thick. And he, he'll have to reshape his body, certainly. I think he's an interesting prospect. Um he does struggle to guard away from the rim though. That's going to be, you know, that was exposed <laughs> on purpose um, it, during that, during a large stretch of that game. But at the same time, um, you know, he just, look, he's, he's not used to guarding away from the basket and that's something he's going to have to improve on or, you know, for him to, for him to turn a corner defensively, but yeah, right at the rim, he's, He's a massive human being, so um, he, he was he was effective, certainly defensively in, in stretches. But um, but as he got a chance to, um, he was uh, just struggled to, to move out to the perimeter and contest shots. So, but anybody else in that class, anybody from Southern Indiana that you had on your notes? I guess Beagle counts as Northern yeah. Indiana. Yeah, I'd say Isaac H Isaac Higgs. He's oh, yeah. He's a pretty nice driver, and has, I was very impressed with his ball handling skills. He's, you know, he's not a guy that turns it over much, and he's pretty consistent, true point guard. Um, and he's he got he had some very nice ball handling moves in transition too. That I was seeing, um, and then he's I'm pretty sure he was one of Wright's top players this year. Um, yeah, started for them. Yeah, he'll probably continue that with I believe Gavin Shippert is his name, who's another pretty good guy down there. Yep. They'll probably be the top two next year since Deese has graduated. Deese so, and, yeah, yeah, the Higgs' older brother will graduate as well, too. So, uh, any – so about the freshman class – or the incoming sophomores, the 2024 kids? 
Yeah, I got some good notes on that. So first off, I'll start with these guys around the Indy Heat team. I saw um, Lina Brooks, who played pretty pretty decently significant time with Franklin Central this year on varsity. Um, he, he looks even a little taller than I remember. He's more like 6'2", 6'3", now. Um, but he's – I mean, he – He's, he played more of like a point guard role for them in this game. Um, but, I mean, he looked great doing it. He's, he's a good – he's just like smart player. Um, he's really good at running the floor. I mean, he got – he just found guys sleeping times. He had two or three amazing full court passes. And they're – I mean, the team they, play, they were playing wasn't bad, and they had quite a few taller guys too for the 2024 class. Um, and, I mean, he – like I said, he has a pretty good frame, 6'2", 6'3", now. Um, and he's – excuse me, definitely a great guy and had a couple nice shots too. Um, and then same game, Donnie Flanagan, he's goes to, and by the way, Brooks, I think I said goes to Franklin central. Um, but Donnie Flanagan, he's six foot six, one guard that goes to cathedral. I feel like he would have played more, but cathedral had a lot of guards in their rotation this year. And he was, he was kind of one of those like JV starters, um, varsity bench guys for them. Um, but he, I mean, in the first half, I wasn't like, you know, necessarily impressed or anything like that. But the second half, I mean, he he looked like what I'd like what the expect some of the expectations were going in from Chapel Hill Middle School because I remember reading he was I think their leading scorer all time. But he he had like five or six floaters that were just crossover moves in just like a two or three minute span of time. He had a pretty good looking shooting, shoot, shooting the three ball. He looked more confident, which I thought was better. Um, and he's really a guy that I think maybe not this year. There's opportunity for playing time this year at Cathedral, but I think that after Comer graduates, I'd assume he'll take that role right up. Um, and then a guy that I was very surprised by, Preston Saya from Crown Point, according to their coach. Um, he's, I mean, he has D one size is a six, four guard already. Um, I mean, he had some great shooting moments. He he's a good, he's a good shooter. He has a really good mid range pull up too. Um, and he, he hit a couple of those and he's a tough finisher. Um, they weren't playing a very tall team. So he, and I mean, they had a six, nine guy too, but, um, that was for Indy premier. Um, but he, he had a couple great putbacks too. that were out of, rotation um rebounds too um and i was very impressed by him so yeah so those were kind of the top three standouts for me um yeah brooks or flanagan excuse me flanagan was um yeah got a vast majority of his minutes on jv for cathedral he did dress varsity and brooks was a kid that played quite a bit for um for franklin central although i don't know I was, I guess I just saw them three times. I'm not sure if I remember him getting a start or not, but he he was definitely playing uh, early and often for them on the varsity level, which it's not easy to do if you know again playing for you know playing for Coach Byers there. So um, you you had mentioned a, an incoming freshman that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, um, Xavier Robinson. Um, I've heard about this guy for like two years now because he's been very highly ranked nationally, um, but he's a, about a six-foot guard, um, and he was playing up for George Hill All-Indies 2024 team. Um, 
And I mean, I haven't seen many eighth graders play before. So, I mean, he was probably the best eighth grader I've seen play. Um, he, for, and the team they were playing was the, I think, all Ohio EYBL team. I'm not sure what it's called, but they had probably their entire team basically was over 6'3 um, for the 2024. I mean, they were super tall. And, and the George Hill team, they were, they had four or five guys playing up too from the 2025 class. Um, but Robinson, despite all that size, I mean, he, he finished every time he got to the rim and he was able to get there with ease because he is so, I mean, he's super fast and, and he, his shot looked good too. He had a couple step back threes. Um, and he was, he was really the only reason that George Hill was even in the game. Um, and he was, I mean, I, again, I don't think I've been as impressed as I have been for an eighth grader before, but he's definitely, he, he went to, he goes to Stony Brook middle school, which is in Warren central's district, you know, obviously right. I don't know where he'll go to high school, but that's, he, if he does go to his like native school, it'd be Warren central, but, but yeah, but he's, he's definitely got to watch next year and he could, with Warren Central graduating a lot, he could be a guy that gets playing time as a freshman, possibly on varsity. Um, but yeah, but we'll have to see. Yeah, they lose obviously a lot of guard play, so they they bring, but they bring back you know Tay Davis, and we talked earlier about Chandler Jackson. So, um, any other kids? Just maybe one more guy that really stood out that you had just never seen play before, or is that all those guys? I mean, that's yeah, I, I would say. Um, and never, never seen, never seen play before. I definitely say Jalen Fairman, um, who okay, is, Jeff. Yeah, he. I mean, he. I'm not gonna lie. He, he has some moments where you know I think his awareness needs to improve some, um, which that's not like an easy thing to do. But there, but he was his his fast break running out and being able to drive was just very impressive. And he had some, he had some ball handling his ball handling ability is is very good and he he had some times where you know there's two guys around him and he dribbles you know cross one of them dribbles around the other guy and gets a layup um his shooting I don't think that's his strong suit necessarily I think he's more of a kind of driving type of guard um but he if he can improve his jump shot I mean he he has I think he's about six one six two now um but he and I know that he was, I believe he was at a school in Kentucky before this season, and then Jefferson Town. Jeff- yeah, Jefferson and, he, and, he's, and he's going back. He's going back to J Town next year. So he's in the fifth year there. Yeah, because yeah, because Kentucky's letting those guys repeat. Yeah. You know, basically repeat their senior year, or you know, do that. So he's he's going back. So yeah, well, and that's all. That's also on the heels of Caden Stanton from New Albany. Mm-hmm transferring to Mayo High School in Louisville. So I think it was Ballard, I'm pretty sure. Ballard, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's good. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, but he I mean I'm oh, I Stanton's to... Stanton's an incoming senior, so it wasn't like he's going yeah. there just to get an extra year. So and I believe I was reading somewhere that the the D one they don't allow you to use like your fifth year towards your Acad- graduation. I'm pretty academically, sure academically yeah. yeah they're so. not so they're NCAA is not changing the only thing the NCAA is changing from an eligibility perspective is just how standardized tests are used in their eligibility. Uh, right now, they are not changing any core class, uh, any core class designations as far as um, 
how you come about those grades qualifying. So yeah, those, those kids, basically it's, it's be no different than them going to a prep school, a post-grad prep school. Yeah, exactly. And then I mean, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. And that's, that's something that like, that's their personal decision, but I mean, so, but I mean, Fairman's someone I could see benefiting from it because I don't know if he has any offers yet. Um, So, but yeah, but he, I'm not sure how good Jefferson town is. Um, You know, I'm pretty sure they were in the, um, Jeff, I think they were in the Jefferson County Public Schools, I'm pretty sure. And they had a COVID pause for a while. And that's, I'm pretty sure why he moved. But, um, but if they're, I mean, if they're good and it's talking about Stanton, I mean, that Ballard team, they have two 2023 guys they'll be competing for playing time with too. And both of them are pretty dang good prospects. So, but the, the whole Kentucky situation is very interesting with, yeah, it is. And the, the amount of people using it too, I've been surprised with because there's been a lot more than I thought. But yeah. that's good, Chris. Well, hey, look, that's that's good stuff. Are you going to be around this weekend? Are you going to be able to go to games yeah. or? Good. Yep, sure. Good. We haven't. T- what about you, Zach? Are you going to be able to get away from soccer at all this weekend? There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, close I know Fort Yeah. Yep. Uh, slams uh, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, soccer's taking me over to Portage, though, so opposite direction. Taking the opposite direction. Yep. What a couple more weeks here, and soccer will slow down for me. Yeah, well, that'll be that'll be good. Is it just? Oh, is it just like a local, or is it? No, it's travel. Yeah, it's travel. Nice. Any? Um, yeah, we got to get you in the gym. We got to get yeah. you in the gym this sometime here soon, but. Um, I guess that's the pitfalls of, of athlete, you know, having kids that are pretty active. So nothing wrong with that, but anybody got anything before we move on and do our reads and it's like Zach was doing the recruiting and then everything else was Chris. <laughs> yeah. I like it when I just get to ask questions. It's good. All right. Well, let's get our read. Zach, you got those reads ready. You got your read yeah. ready here. Box out sports. Boxhouse Sports is a leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. And as always, that's any sport that you want to use it with, not just basketball. Courtside Indiana Podcast is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We'd appreciate any any rating and review you would give us, especially a five-star rating and, and any ideas on content that you might have or any topic you'd like for us to discuss here in the off season, especially we would, we would, we would love your input. If not uh, via that route or DMing us on Twitter and that's at courtside Indiana uh, on Twitter. Let me confirm that handle. I can't ever seem to remember my own handle. Yeah. It's courtside I N D on Twitter, courtside IND on Twitter. So Chris, what do you got coming up this week? Uh cup couple more volleyball games. Um yep. and then just regular school. So yeah. Just regular school. So and then it's basketball during the weekend. So yep. Me, we've got we've got basketball practice coming up Wednesday and and we're looking forward to the, the Fort Wayne tournament and and playing as well as we had the first two weekends. So we're off to a good start this year. And it was 
I'm glad that uh, some of them stood out and Chris got a chance to talk about them. I did not, didn't even prompt him to do that. So that was, that was good. I'm glad those guys playing, playing well in front of people. And uh, we had a good weekend this past weekend. So down in Louisville at the, the grassroots showcase, we came and runner up. So um, pretty pleased with how we're playing. So, but uh, anyway, for those that listen every week, we appreciate it. And those who are listening for the first time, please come back and, and keep listening. Like I said earlier, you could subscribe to our podcast in various ways, and we look forward to doing that. So Chris and Zach, I appreciate it. And um, we'll look forward to talking to both you guys uh, next week and, and going forward. Thanks, guys.